It's wonderful to get up um, to speak when I believe God's been already saying the things that, saying during the first part of our time together, that God's been saying the things that I've got down in my notes. And through um, the, the music, uh, musical worship group leading us in sung worship, that God has been reminding us of different things about himself. He's been reinforcing some things, bringing us deeper in our faith, and also revealing things afresh to us. I pray that as we look at scripture this morning and um, consider some things of the situation that we're in as a nation, and we find ourselves in as an individual, that God does continue to remind us of himself, that he continues to reinforce his truth about himself um, into our hearts and also that he will reveal fresh things um, to us. The Queen, as we would, would have probably heard numerous times over the last year, has been Britain's longest reigning monarch. She was a, const a constant presence Fifteen British Prime Ministers served under her. How many US Presidents? Fourteen. Fourteen. And pretty much every article that I've read says fifteen UK Prime Ministers and then fourteen US Presidents. And we'll pray for you, Michael. Um, Michael, Guy is actually coming over to pray for you now. Isn't it interesting that um, the articles don't list off the French presidents that have served at the same time as the Queen? Or other nations. It's just the UK and the US. She's been a constant presence. And um, tributes and thanks, words of thanks have been sent in from people around the world. President Biden said, a stateswoman of unmatched dignity and constancy. Emmanuel Macron said, a kind-hearted queen who has left a lasting impression on her century. Even those who we would deem to be our enemy because of what they are doing in Ukraine, President Putin sent words of condolence to our nation. The queen has impacted people right across this world. And she will be missed. Her reign, as King Charles III has described, her reign is unequaled in its duration, dedication, and devotion. As well as being the queen, she was also a mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. And according to the new Prince of Wales, she was by his side at his happiest moments. And she was by his side during the saddest moments of his life. We've already mentioned her faith um, and how Jesus was a foundation for a lot of who she was and what she did. Our new prime minister joined others in describing the queen as a, um, 
describing how she's been a beacon of stability and, and the last of her kind. She's extraordinary. And Liz Truss described her as the rock on which modern Britain was built. Today, on a day where 21 years ago, the world was rocked by two planes flying into the Twin Towers. Today, on a day where it's not just the Queen's family who've had bad news this week, but the Popeleys and the Townsend family dealing with grief, tragic, um, sudden um, passing away of Kevin. What happens, what do we do when our world is rocked? One commentator said, for decades in times like these, the people of the United Kingdom would instinctively look to its queen for reassurance. But at this time, where do we turn? With a nation facing hard economic challenges amid constitutional and political upheaval, there is no calming presence from Her Majesty. And this isn't just on a national level that things may feel unsettled. It might be that you are going through a challenging time. The, the way you are feeling physically or emotionally is challenging. It might be that the financial situation is causing you grief and stress and is rocking your, you, shaking you. It might be that your family situation is causing you anxiety. Maybe um, separation in the family or argument or health issues within the family. Or a fourth F, maybe the future is causing you fear. And losing the rock, according to Liz Truss, the rock on which modern Britain was built, losing the queen has triggered the feelings of fear and un being unsettled even more. For some, I know that losing Jackie and, well, not losing, that sounds as if they've died, releasing Jackie, sorry, Jackie, you haven't died. <laughs> Die to self, live for Jesus, just getting that, yeah. As we release Dave and Jackie in October, for, for, for some, that is so unsettling. It's like losing a right arm. I've used that description personally to describe some of the feelings that I have had. What do we do when our world is rocked? When a rock or someone that has brought strength and stability and certainty is removed? King David, in the Bible, was facing uncertainty and challenge. His son, Absalom, was challenging him. And he, although he was king, cried out to a higher king, cried out to God for help. And I'm just going to focus in on the first few verses and also some verses from other passages, including the next chapter in, Psalm, in the book of Psalms. 
But if you read down in verse 5 onwards in Psalm 61, these are some prayers that we can be praying for King Charles III. That he will be enthroned in God's presence. That he will know and encounter the wonderful presence of God. That his faith is fanned into a, a, a passionate faith. And that the vows he takes before God and, and people over the coming months will be vows that God's spirit enables him to keep. But let's focus in on the first two or three verses of this uh, chapter to begin. Hear my, cry, hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. Hear our cry, O God. For the Popely family. Lead them to the rock that is higher than them. Lead them to yourself. Hear our prayer, O gods, for the Townsend family. Lead them to the rock that is higher than them. Lead them to yourself. For us as a church family, as individuals, but also as a collective, lead us to the rock that is higher than ourselves, higher than a leader or pastors. Lead us to yourself. Hear our prayer as a nation, God. Lead us to the rock that is higher than ourselves. Amen. David Warren last week came up to the front and shared in the microphone that our beliefs need to be lived out. They're not just things in our heads and our hearts, but they need to lead us into action. He just shared it as... Um, he sensed that God was um, asking him to share it. So he did. And I was watching online and I scribbled it down because I thought, amen, brother. And then as I prepared for um, this week's, so this Sunday, the second sermon that I prepared for this Sunday because of the news of the Queen, I still wrote it down. What David said, our beliefs are to be lived out. And I want to just share have four things about God being our rock that need to be lived out. Not just truths that are said or truths that are read, but truths that are lived out, beliefs that are lived out. Because in a time where our world may be rocked, or our nation may be rocked, or our church may be rocked, God, our rock, is present and he is strong the first one god our rock is strong name the castle windsor what would happen if you took a hammer to the walls of windsor castle get arrested or you probably break the hammer. Maybe a few chips of the rock, of the stone would come off. But those walls are strong. 
The rocks that were, were used to build that castle, as with castles right around the UK, they were big and strong rocks. That it would take a lot of effort and energy and a, a big powerful force to break that rock in two or, or, or break it apart. And for 70 years, the Queen of England, Scotland, Northern Ireland and Wales, faithfully um, fulfilled the promises that she made at her coronation, showing us great strength and fortitude. And it wasn't like the walls of Windsor, if you take a hammer, if you took a hammer to the Queen, it would hurt her. It, it wasn't that kind of strength. But she had an inner strength. And because she was present on the throne, people have said, during the obituaries and tributes, people have said that she gave us strength as a nation. And if you feel that way, that she gave strength to us as a nation. But throughout her life, and in a number of the Christmas messages and speeches that she gave, the queen would pay tribute to God being her strength. Not her being strong, but God being her rock, enabling her to lead and strengthening her. And like King David, who cried out to God for help, who prayed to God that um, he would be led to the rock, as in to, to God himself, the rock that is higher than King David, the queen would have prayed this similar prayer. Throughout the Old Testament, um, mainly in the book of Psalms, but throughout the Old Testament, God is referred to as a rock, or as our rock, or my rock. What, what is a rock like? Strong is one of the first things, or hard is one of the first things that we would consider as we describe a rock. And what we see in, in the Old Testament, whenever it says, the Lord is my rock, it often, if not always, is followed by a description of a fortress or a stronghold, or a kind of, he is my strength. Psalm 18, verse 2, for example, which is repeated in 2 Samuel chapter 22. It says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, like Windsor Castle. He's my deliverer, not just a static building, but actually he comes in his strength to rescue, to deliver. Verse 3 of Psalm 18, my God is my rock in whom I take refuge. We'll come to, back to that in a moment. My shield and the horn, a symbol of, of strength. The horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge and my saviour. God is our rock and he is strong. It is a simple truth. But as I said, God wants to remind us of things this morning, reinforce things into us this morning, and also reveal afresh to us certain truths about himself. And as he does that, I believe he's going to bring comfort and strengthening. But what we need to do is take it from here and here and start to live it out. 
And to help us to do that, we can use the word because. Because God is our rock, and God our rock is strong, this week I can... How would you fill it in? How would you finish that sentence? Because God our rock is strong. I can face the challenges that I'm facing in work. Because God, our rock, is strong. Could we use the words of Psalm 62? I will not be greatly shaken. Because our God, the rock, that the mighty rock, I will not be moved. Because God, our rock, is strong. I can face challenges in our present and also in my future with faith. When Dave shared with me in April that he was being called away, that he was being headhunted, for two or three days a fear came over me. He's been... Someone that I bounce off so often. What would I do? God brought me to a place where I needed to to remember and for God to reinforce it into me that he is my rock and he is strong. And therefore, I do not need to be afraid when things change. Maybe you are really anxious about who will actually look out for you as Jackie is released. Maybe God is wanting you to hear this morning and to remind you and to reinforce into you or to reveal for the first time or afresh that God, our rock, is strong and he will look out for you. Maybe you are facing temptation at the moment and you finish the sentence by saying because my God our God our rock is strong I can withstand temptation not in my own strength but be asking him to lead me to himself the rock that is higher than I and that in his strength and he is strong I will be able to stand against temptation God our rock is strong God, our rock brings safety. I wonder how many times the queen didn't feel safe. Constantly in each residence and royal visits, the 261 times she went around to a different nation in in the world, every single time she had security personnel, police and military looking out for her. She was always being watched over. And it might be that in in losing her, something else is triggered in you and you feel that you have lost someone or, or a memory of someone that you have lost is triggered and you feel very much alone and unsafe. 
There isn't anyone watching over you anymore or no one by your side. People described her, her just simply her presence in our nation, giving that sense of security. While she was on the throne, things will be okay. We're, we're safe. The second truth about God, our rock, bringing safety is something that we need to remember, have reinforced and revealed to us. Psalm 62, verse 7 and 8. My salvation and my honor depend on God's. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for he is our refuge. He is our place of safety. He is our place of shelter. He is our protection. There are two instructions in verse 8 of, of Psalm 62. It says, trust in him at all times. And pour out your hearts to him. Trusting isn't just a statement of belief. Of belief. It is a, an active. I'm going to pour out my heart and rely on you, God. Whatever you're facing, if you're not feeling safe, pour out your heart to God. If you're feeling insecure, pour out your heart to God. Because our God, our rock, brings safety. He will be the one, if we trust in him, he will be the one that we turn to first. He will be the foundation of our present and also of our future. He will be our comfort, our source of answers when we have questions. Just to mention to those who are concerned about the future of our church. Take your concerns to God our rock. Because he has promised in Matthew chapter 16 that he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That, the context of that, that verse is on a declaration of faith in Jesus Christ as Messiah, the son of the living God. And if we get that right, our faith, the focus of our faith, Jesus being the center, as we have sung, Jesus promises to build his church. Number three, and I love this photo. Isn't it wonderful to see the queen, the late queen, King Charles III, King William, if that's the title that he takes, and King Louis, the future, future king. George. Oh. Wow. I really hope that wasn't a prophetic word. There we go. Rewind. The four monarchs up there. The future. The royal family have brought such stability to our nation. There have been times where they haven't been very stable and the media hasn't helped at all. Gossip hasn't helped through the media at all. But their presence over approximately 1,200 years has brought stability to our nation. Yes, there were 11 years where we were like a republic with Oliver Cromwell, but the crown has continued. 
And similarly, but also even more so, God our rock can bring stability. Why? Because he is the eternal rock. He is everlasting in nature and as king. One of my favorite passages, two verses. And I, I, I heard a message on it a few years ago. Um, I listened to um, a, a, um, a church in the States and the, the pastor there spoke on these two verses and it was just like honey to my lips. It, it was just like, wow. And, and time and time again, God has brought me back to, to, to Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 and 4. You will keep in perfect peace those who are steadfast because they trust in you, God. Trust in the Lord forever because God the Lord is the rock eternal. God can bring stability to the most unstable situation because he himself is the eternal rock. I wonder if you've ever been to a theme park where the, you've got to get on a ride and, and the, the floor bit starts moving as you try and get into a boat or something. Anyone done that? Yeah. And it feels unstable. And then you get into the boat and the boat is unstable. And you sit down, you go on the rides, you get wet or whatever like that. And then you've got to get out of the boat again. And you get out of the boat and, and you get onto this kind of moving um, turntable. And it's really unstable. It makes you feel unstable. And then after a few seconds, you've kind of got your orientation and you stand on non-moving ground. And all of a sudden, your body starts to regulate again. And you feel more stable because the ground underneath your feet is stable. God, our rock, needs to be that ground in our lives. The foundation on which we base our lives Many of you will know this, the story that Jesus told from Matthew chapter 7, in verse 24, where, it, where he says, if you're wise, you will put my teaching into practice. The words that, that I say, you'll put them into practice and not just hear them. You'll be like a wise person who built their house on a rock. Unmoving rock, stable rock. Maybe, and please no, I emphasize the word maybe, maybe the instability in your life and the situations that you are facing and feeling are bigger, the feeling of instability is bigger because your foundation is not based on the stability of God's word and his presence in your life. Maybe you've wandered from it. And that's causing Anxiety and uncertainty. What does Isaiah 26 verse 3 and 4 say? That God will keep those in perfect peace. Those who fix their minds on him. Who trust in him. Perfect peace. The, the Hebrew is shalom, shalom. It's peace, peace. Not just peace, but peace, peace. 
double peace, a double portion of God's peace from heaven as we trust in him, as we choose, as we intentionally decide to base our lives, to trust in God, our eternal rock. And when we do so, he can bring stability despite uncertainty, peace despite everything going on around us as we trust in him. And God, our rock, is sovereign. At the moment that the Queen passed away, Prince Charles automatically became king. It's a natural progression, and the ceremony yesterday and the proclamations that are made um, throughout the nation, the one that will be made by the coronation clock at 3.30, they are ceremonial. The ascension to the throne was a natural thing, an automatic thing passing from parent to the firstborn child. And it means that there's always someone on the throne. God, our rock, is always on the throne. Paul writes to to Timothy, a young man who may have been facing unsettling times. As we read some of the challenges in in 1 and 2 Timothy, some of the challenges that Timothy um, had to deal with, And Paul writes, all honor and glory to God forever and ever. He is the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. God is the eternal king. God, our rock, is sovereign and is on the throne forever. He is king and reigns over all things. And there are times in our lives where it may feel as if he has abdicated the throne. And on those dark days, what do we do? What do we believe? Where do we turn? We turn in prayer. God, hear my cry. Listen to my prayer, O Lord. Psalm 61, verse 1 and 2. From the ends of the earth I cry out to you. Desperate God. I can't hear you. I can't see you. I don't know where you are. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to stable ground. Lead me to a, a firm foundation. Lead me to comfort. Lead me to safety. Lead me to security and stability. God is on the throne. Scripture tells us that he is the eternal king. Higher than David's higher than Queen Elizabeth II, higher than King Charles III. And this king knows you. And this king knows everything there is about you because King Jesus, as it says in Colossians chapter 1, is the creator. He made all things, has the power and authority over all things. King Jesus is above all things. He is before all things. In him, all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the head of this church. King Jesus is the head of this church. And he promises to build it. King Jesus is ruler over life, even life after death.
You may have heard yesterday the phrase, I pledge allegiance. And we will hear it over the next year as, um, well, probably in about a year, or at least within the year, um, King Charles is, um, or has his coronation. And there'll be a, a, a call for people to pledge allegiance to King Charles III. Senior MPs did that yesterday. This king from scripture, King Jesus, God our rock who is sovereign, also asks us and deserves our allegiance. This isn't just a pastoral message and reminder. This is a call to us as individuals, to us as a church, to us as a nation, to return our allegiance to Jesus as King. Despite the faith of the Queen and her public testimony and witness to Jesus, during her reign, our nation has increasingly wandered from the way God has set out from His words, set out in His word for us to live. Now is a moment. As one commentator described um, Thursday uh, and this, this time of mourning, is, is a moment history has stopped. It's a moment to decide as a nation, as individuals and as a church, who will we give our allegiance to? We will give our allegiance to the King of Kings. God is calling us back as a nation. God is calling us in, these, in this moment of, of being rocked as a nation to return to his words and open us to his Holy Spirit. The UK used to be known as a Christian nation. What if in our lifetime or in our children's lifetime because of the decisions that we make as individuals, as a church and as a nation during this next season? What if in our lifetime or in our children's lifetime we see the kingdom of God come in this nation like it has never come before? We have seen moments of revival and renewal. But the last one in the UK was on an island in 1947. What would it look like for the kingdom of God to break out and to advance and, and to, to be expressed in ways that we could only dream of? And we've, we could, we've only experienced through the words of scripture. It starts with a return to God and pledging our allegiance to him as king. It starts with us praying. It starts with us repenting. It starts with us saying, God, lead us to the rock that is higher than I. So I'm going to pray. 
And during the prayer, I'm going to ask you if you are willing to pledge your allegiance to God as king. To signal that by standing or raising your hands. Let's pray. Hear our cry, O God. Listen to our prayers. Strengthen those who are weak. God, our rock. Strengthen those who are needing your comfort. Breathe your Holy Spirit afresh on those who are in need of security and safety. God, our rock, we thank you that you are safe. God, our rock, we thank you that you bring stability. Settle and stabilize those who are unsettled at present. And God, our King, eternal King, we put our trust in you, but also radically pledge our allegiance to you. If you are willing to make that pledge of allegiance, please can you stand or signal with your hand. This is a response to God and God alone. I'm keeping my eyes closed. I don't need to see. Father God, as people stand and raise their hands, we pledge our allegiance to you, Jesus Christ, King of Kings. You have reminded us of who you are. You have reinforced in us your kingship and your strength as a rock. Now, King Jesus, we pray for our nation and we know that you are the answer. We pray for our church and we know that you are our future as well as our present. We pray for ourselves and say, God, we give you our everything. King Jesus, sovereign over all. Take us, empower us and equip us for the building of your church and the advancement of your kingdom. May we see not just glimmers of kingdom life but may we see with our very eyes you reigning over all things and bringing restoration and healing and peace and joy and hope in our community in our families in our workplaces in our schools in our land and we pray, God, that that will advance, your kingdom will advance across this globe 
not just in our nation. We thank you that you have a heart for the nations and we are are just one. Build your kingdom here. King Jesus, amen.